on uh, Thursday the 11th will be Veterans Day, and uh, we just always uh, want to honor all the all those that serve in military and uh, throughout times, and e even uh, you know, as a church, we should, as the Bible says, give honor to whom honor is due, and people that served our great nation to give us the freedoms that we enjoy, uh, we ought to honor them, amen, so let's all give a great big hand clap to all those that serve and have served our great nation to give us these freedoms. So many of you have family and uh, friends and neighbors uh, that do that. I can't wait to see the programs that the schools put on every year. It's just an awesome opportunity for people to just celebrate and to give well wishes to those that have served uh, to bring us this freedom that we have. They had to accept a call to do that. They were called to duty, it says, right? So they had to accept a call in order uh, to step up to that plate and uh, go through basic training. And I've talked to so many that served. Uh, and just, uh, if you've never uh, walked up to one and just said, thank you for your service, you're missing out, I assure you that. If you see one of them sitting around with a hat, Korean War, World War II, Vietnam, Desert Storm, they got these hats that they wear because they're proud of serving their country. And I done it just last weekend. We went out to eat after church and walked up to a gentleman. He had a Korean War hat on, thanked him for his service. And it's just an awesome opportunity to stand there and just speak to him for a moment. And, and he, he said, thank you. Thank you for reaching out and stepping up and thanking me for serving our great nation. And if you've never done that, I encourage you to do that. Let your fear go and go and uh, just step out if you see one with a hat on and thank them this week. It's specifically because of Veterans Day. Um, but not only is the American government calling people to service in our army, and not only am I as pastor calling on teenagers to accept a call to come and lead a service, and not only is Mackenzie reaching out to our missionaries and letting them know that we are grateful that they are going abroad to share the love of Jesus, and she's calling them to be a part of our mission service, and we're talking about a lot of things that's calling here. The Bible says that the giftings and callings of God with, are without repentance, that God doesn't give up, that he doesn't repent of the call that he has on your life. And I believe that he gives us everybody as a church, every uh, type and personality as a church, as individuals, he's calling us to do greater things as a church, as a congregation. How many believes that's true? Amen. A couple of hands. To, okay, so I believe that he is asking us and calling us, step out from our comfort zone and accept the calling that he has for us. And I'm grateful for everybody that just serves in this great body known as the Bridge Church. And our community recognizes and knows that whenever they're in a situation that they need help, I assure you they reach out to the bridge because they know that the bridge said, don't say no. That the bridge accepts the call to duty when somebody calls upon us to help. And Leslie is going down this afternoon to, uh, well, just here in just a few minutes, really, uh, to uh, in part of a meeting that we're collaborating with other churches downtown to do an event for December for our whole community. And I'm grateful to be able to be just a small part of that as a church, but I assure you that it's going to be great things happening downtown Vanceburg. She's going to that meeting, and we'll know more after the meeting's over with today. we got some clues and inkling of what's going to happen, but she's going down to a meeting. She's actually going to leave here in just a few minutes uh, to head that way. 
God is calling us to be the people that he's called us to be. And I know whenever I'm speaking about calling that whenever God called me to salvation, and I've told that story so many times about how that God was drawing me near to him, that he was bidding me, come, serve me, and see if my ways are not better than the ways you've been living. And I've testified to that many times, how that God called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. And there's so many of us sitting in this room that you've given your life to Jesus, you've willingly turned over your life, and you can see and know and understand that God is moving in my life, in my family, and all the way around me because I was willing to hand over my will for his will. And I can assure you that I want to walk through three things here real quick so that we can get out of here because Frozen's going to be in here in just a couple of hours. And some of you people I've seen posted about that Frozen came and there's one of the uh, all-star cast members here with us today, Isabella. She's, she's down here. Yeah, wave. Yeah, take a bow, Isabella. So uh, it's just awesome our uh, teenagers joining in that. But Frozen will be in here in a minute. So if you've got young people come out, it's uh, the best $5, you ever, $5, right? It's the best $5 you'll ever spend. Uh, getting to come and watch uh, the high school drama team put on a uh, performance here. It's always spectacular. I assure you, you will not be let down. I haven't seen this one yet. I think we're coming back at 2 to watch today. But everybody that's been here so far knows that whenever they call for you to come and post it for you to come and support them, we as a church should be right there in the midst, amen, coming to uh, spur on and encourage our young people uh, I know we got cheerleaders for football and we got cheerleaders for basketball and the volleyball's always over and got a cheerleading section. So whenever the drama team comes, the only cheerleading section's right here in the crowd. So they need to fill these seats. So come out this afternoon at two and we don't get anything from it. I'm just sponsoring and, and talk about that because we love our kids uh, from all walks of life. Amen? You can play football, we'll love you. You can play basketball, we'll love you. You can be a cheerleader, we'll love you. You can be on the drama team, we'll love you. You can be an FFA, we'll love you. Amen? Because there is a diversity, amen, in humanity. And God is okay with that. Amen? The color of our skin doesn't matter. How he designed us in our mother's womb, as Leslie sung about, he knew us before we were formed in our mother's womb, is what he told Jeremiah. And he knows you better than you know yourself. He has a perfect will for you, and he's calling you, come to me and watch and see what I will do. So these three things that I want to talk about that stops us from the call or aids us along in our call. The first one is, I think, the biggest stumbling block that I know of as a preacher and I know of as a pastor and a minister, that I see this, this, this is the stopping block that prevents so many people from coming and, uh, and heeding the call of salvation or heeding the call to ministry or heeding the call to be a missionary or heeding the call to uh, be on the praise and worship team or heeding the call to be on the team that sets up all the equipment or heeding the call to anything. And the word is fear. How many can say amen to that? That fear stops me 
And I know it stops me and it prevents me from my destiny because I'm afraid of the unknown. There's a, a fear of the unknown that stops us and it seems like what if and all these ifs will be rolling through our head and, and the enemy will give us plenty of reasons of why not to accept the call of God, whether it's to salvation or to ministry or whatever. The enemy will give you plenty of reasons not to do what God's asked you to do. Betty can attest to it. Maybe the rest of you are sitting here thinking, well, the devil no, never gives me any reasons not to. I'll just, I'm the perfect one, and I've done everything God's ever asked me to do, and I've always stepped forward, and I'm the first one to raise my hand, and I jump out when other people's there, and I try to steal their jewels the way my mother-in-law does. But really, right, yeah, no, we're not like that. But fear of failure is also a thing, a part of, fail, of fear that I believe prevents us from doing what God's called us to do. A fear of failure. Because those unknown things that we don't know how to or we haven't been trained on yet, and we think the fear of the unknown of it because what if I do that and what if somebody trains me to do that but then I fail? And then everybody's going to be uh, mocking and laughing and pointing fingers and, oh, look at that idiot, they failed. They should have known better than to try to step out and do something different. They should have knew better than to trust God with their life. And I know this in my personal story and my personal salvation that whenever God would call me, even as a teenager, and early on in my life, that I would be sitting during a church service and hear him beckoning and calling me, come unto me, and I would hear those, and the Holy Spirit would be knocking on my heart's door, and I could feel a tangible God in my life, and I knew he was calling me to come to salvation. But the fear of everybody saying and pointing fingers and saying, he'll never make it. She'll never make it. You know your past. Everybody knows who you are. All these thousands of reasons will be going through your brain to tell you why not to do it. But God is calling us today and during this message series that I believe he's calling us to overcome the fear that is stopping us from our destiny. He's calling us today in this place to set fear aside and just allow, if, there, if you want any fear, there's a godly fear. Solomon said in Ecclesiastes that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and, and, and to fear God and all of his commandments is what Ecclesiastes tells us in the end of Ecclesiastes, that we, we should have a holy reverence of God. That's the only fear you need to have. We do not need to have a fear of man. We don't need to have a fear of any kind of repercussion that's going to come upon us because we're giving our life to Jesus. We should know that that's coming. Because Jesus testified to that. He told his disciples, they'll ridicule you, they'll mock you. They beat me, they'll beat you. So we should know that these things are coming. And I'm not up here to explain to you today that salvation has been easy for me. Of hearing the words of people saying, well, why him? And why, why, why did God call him? And who does he think he is? I don't know who I am. I know who God's called me to be, and I know that I'm doing what he's called me to do. So fear of failure was something I had to get over as an individual that I had to lay it aside. 
The Bible says that perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love. I would rather exist in an atmosphere of love than in an atmosphere of fear. Amen? Of manipulation, of control. God is calling us to love like never before. In a world where the people hate and envy and bitterness and strife and division and all the things that's happening in our society and in our world, God is calling us as a church to stop fearing and begin loving. Amen. That we would lay down our fears and pick up love because love will conquer. Amen. Love will succeed when all else fails. Love like never before. So to overcome fear, I believe we need to take up the whole armor of God. That we could withstand the wiles of the evil one. The breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, our shoes shod with the gospel of peace. And all these things that it tells us in that story, in, in the epistle that talks to us about that in Ephesians. So God is calling us to step away from fear and overcome fear. So I want to encourage you today in this place to lay your fear down and pick love up. So just as a symbol of that, I want you to take your right hand and I want you to lay it over here, not in your friend's lap, but lay fear down. And now I want you to take your left hand and I want you to pick love up. I want you to look at your neighbor, and I want you to hold it up to him, even though it looks like a fist. And I want you to point it right at their nose, and I want you to say, I'm going to love you like never before. <laughs> Amen. Those kids were pointing at you, Derek. You wasn't alone. You tried, to, you tried to get out of it. You couldn't get out of it. They, they was there right behind you. So if we want to overcome fear, less love like never before. How many believes that the world we're living in needs some more love and less fear? Amen? Because people will manipulate you by fear tactics of causing you to be afraid when God is saying love. Be of strong courage. Amen. Be a fortified city that can't be broke down. The, he's calling us to come and live amongst our peoples with love and so that they would know us by the love that we have one for another, as it says in the Gospels. The next thing I want to talk about is faith. So fear will stop us from the calling of God, accepting the call of God, but faith will allow us the ability to accept the call of God. Because once I overcome my fears, and I laid my fears down, and I quit thinking of reasons why I didn't need to follow God or be and, and, and allow God to save me, and when I laid down my fears and I said, I, I'm, I'm too uh, bashful to stand up and talk in front of people, and I laid those fears down, I had to have faith to believe that the impossible with me is possible with God. So he's calling us to lay those fears down, but also at the same time, yes, we're picking up love, but we need to pick up faith too. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not yet seen, it says in Hebrews chapter 11. It's, so this faith that I'm talking about is a faith that knowing that 
with God these things are possible. I have failed before in times past trying to do something in my life, but once I come into the church and once I accepted Jesus and once I transitioned into not me trying to uh, bring success to this thing, but I allow God to do it, guess what? All things are possible to him that love God and are called to his purpose. Amen? I believe this today. I have faith to believe God is well able to conquer the things that I couldn't conquer myself. I know there's people in this room that can testify that. I've seen you before say, God is going to bring me through this. God is going to help me with this. Faith to believe it's possible. There needs to be, it needs to be known amongst the church, and not only us as the bridge, but every church in our community should be faith-filled, amen, that we walk by faith and not by sight, that the, the world outside would say, how are they able to accomplish these things? With God, that's how. I believe in Him. I trust Him. He will not let us down. He has never let anyone down, and He's got a, not going to start with you. He's not going to start with me. He's going to continue to give us the needs that we have. And also, the Bible even says the desires of our heart. So we need to lay down fear, pick up love, and pick up faith. So I want to encourage you today in this place that the Bible is full of scriptures that talks about faith. The disciples oft times would come to Jesus and they were just awestruck at the things that he was able to accomplish and the things he was able to do and the, the miracles that we, he, was, he was able to perform. And, and they was just awestruck by it. But I'm, I'm talking about raising people from the dead. I'm talking about withered hands coming back. I'm talking about blind people seeing. I'm talking about the deaf people hearing. Why? Because that's who God is. And Jesus said it's beneficial that I go away because greater things than these shall you do. Do we believe that today in this place? That if I allow God to come through and, and if I just trust Him a little bit and I step out on an act of faith and I lay down fear of wondering what if it don't work and what if I can't accomplish this, that we will believe we should be able to see greater things than Jesus saw because that's what He promised His disciples. And as a disciple of Jesus, I believe that impossible things are possible. I believe that he can restore things. Amen. I believe he can restore marriages. And I've heard Amy talk about it oftentimes, about how whenever they had some troubles early on in their marriage and, and having issues and different things, and they even split up one time, she, and just tears will come to her eyes, but she talks about how that God calls them to stay together. Amen. And Earl's sitting there thinking, oh, quit talking about me, Pastor Ben. It's okay, Earl. This is Amy's story. Because she believed that God could even save a hoodlum. Amen. And Earl is a testimony to that. If we believe, what will we receive? Amen. How much do we trust? Mom sends me posts all the time. She's been doing this for, it's probably been 10 years. It's been as long as I've been back pastoring here, never give up. Never give up. Never give up. Never give up. Because how many knows, a lot of times in the midst of the storms when it seems like all hell is coming on us, it feels like we want to give up. Amen? 
But God's telling us, have faith today and believe that I'm going to bring it through. I'm going to bring you through this situation that you're facing today. And there's people sitting in this room. You needed to be here today because you're about ready to give up. And God is telling you, have faith. Believe the impossible is possible. Step out and believe today. Walk out of this room encouraged, strengthened, and knowing that there is a group of people surrounding you as the bridge that will stand in the fight with you and will be there through the thick and the thin. Amen. We're not giving up on one soul. Why? Because God has called us to bring faith to this community. He's caused us to bring faith to this church. Why? Because he wants us to believe. Trust him. So that's the second F word I wanted to bring today. And now the third one is this. These are words that come to me. That I believe that we need to talk about in the calling of God. That faith will allow you to step in. Fear you lay that down, say, with God, can he? Yeah, I don't know. Do I understand everything? Do I have all the training? Do I have everything I need? No, he don't call the justified. He justifies the called. And as you're sitting here in this place, understand this, that you're looking at a preacher that went down to a youth group uh, ministry thing down in Louisville, and I was there just as a counselor, and going through the midst of, uh, of, the, of the weekly thing that they was doing at camp, that God called me to preach. I didn't have no seminary training. I didn't have anything that I felt like made me have the capabilities of preaching the gospel. But God called me anyway. But I had to lay that fear down that night and walk over to my youth pastor and say, Youth pastor, guess what? During the service tonight and during the altar call, I felt God speak to me and call me to preach. That wasn't easy to do that, that I laid that fear down and I just stepped out in faith and walked over to my youth pastor and said that. He said, well, that's awesome. Get you something together. I was like, get something together? What do you mean? He said, well, just write something down. Write down your sermon. I was like, I've never wrote a sermon. So I did. I scribbled down some notes. And he allowed three of us the same night to preach our first message in youth group because we all thought we had a 45-minute message apiece and it ended up about five minutes each and he had to fill in the gaps. <laughs> but I'm so grateful that I had a surrounding group in, in, in that youth group. And I was 22 years old and I, those kids loved me in spite of me. And they encouraged me in spite of my weaknesses. They prayed with me at an altar. They challenged me to come to Bible studies. I, I grew up because a bunch of teenagers was on fire for God. And I don't know about you, but I can sense God is doing something at the bridge right now through our teens. And I'm so anxious for a weekend or two away to get to hear what God's going to say through them. Some people say, well, it's just crazy. Why give up a weekend of church and let a bunch of teenagers do it? Because God wants us to. We need to encourage the next generation, amen, to let them walk in faith. But this last word that I want to talk about is fortitude. We need to have, as Christians, in accepting our calling of God, that we would overcome the fear 
that we would step out in faith, but that also we would have the fortitude to endure the pain and the suffering that comes with it. Because I can assure you this, that the calling of God, yes, is there for every person in this room. It's not his will that any perish, but that all would come to repentance. There is nobody watching online, listening to a podcast a year from now that's beyond the call of God in the salvation. And the Bible also says that there's a diversity of gifts that he gives to the church so we can have coffee when we come into church, so we can have a greeter team that stands there with a smile on their face and welcomes you in. That we got people that steps out and steps up to become teachers and they're over there in those classrooms today teaching our young people. They overcome the fear. They stepped out in faith. But they got to have the fortitude to carry on and carry through in the midst of when the enemy tries to tell them, quit. God is not calling us to quit. God is calling us to continue the pursuit of him. So if you felt called to do these things and you've stepped out and you're doing these things, understand this, that in the midst of the turmoil, of the strife, of the pain of ministry, never allow the enemy call you to quit when God is calling you to continue don't quit I believe this is true I believe there's people watching online that's thinking this Christian thing is too hard they're challenging even whether to continue. And I'm encouraging you, I'm imploring you today as your pastor, do not quit. Look at your neighbor and tell them, do not quit. Amen. We're not weak, we're strong. Amen. We're not helpless. We've got the power of the Holy Spirit that will lead us through and the fortitude that I am going to continue to walk the life of faith, that I'm going to continue in the calling that God has called me to do. Ministry is hard, but God wants us to continue. I'm glad that those missionaries that Mackenzie talked about a moment ago are not going to quit. I'm glad that they have overcome fear, that they've picked up faith, and they have the fortitude to continue in ministry around the world because a lot of them are in unreached people uh, groups. And it, it's just amazing when we hear these stories next week as you're going to hear these. It's just astounding of what the work they're able to do. And I'm so grateful that we're going to be able to hear. And I want you to come next week. Do not miss next week. Come out, be a part of what God wants to do next weekend.
Eric and Brittany. Eric reached out to me a couple days ago and asked about, he feels like that God wanted them to receive prayer from the church for their business as they stepped out. They overcome the fear of owning a business, stepped out in faith, bought a business. They want to continue with the fortitude to carry on the legacy of Chiggers. So, Brittany and Eric, won't you come up here, if you will? It was a lifelong dream of Brittany's, too, because she worked there as a teenager to own Chiggers someday. And it come available, and God blessed them with the ability to do it. And the way they started it on their kickoff night was, this is one of the craziest questions I believe I've ever been asked. Brittany sends a message and says, uh, can we give 10% of opening night to missions? What do you want me to say? No. I mean, <laughs> what, what answer is there to that? But yes, because our missionaries are around the world preaching the gospel. So they started out their business in an act of faith. And that's profit they could have used to pay down debt. I'm sure Eric could have done that with that. He could have paid down part of the debt with it. They could have probably bought more supplies that probably going to run out this week of footers because so many people ate footers. But they gave us this church, the Bridge Church, 10% of what they made there the night Friday night. And it's going to help us to continue all the things that we do to just bless our missionaries. And I don't know about you, but I can attest to this, that God blesses people that are a blessing. And it's not only money. It's not just don't think this is about money because this is about time. This is about love there's a lots of things you can give but if you're a blessing to others God is going to bless you in return and I thank God that this young couple has been coming to this church for a long time eight years that's a long time to continue in church and Leslie and I are grateful and you know getting to do Ledger's baby dedication just watch kids grow up it's just awesome but I want us as a congregation if you would just close your eyes and stretch forth your hands and I want us to pray over this endeavor that they've stepped out in faith and 
that we would be a blessing to them. And that God would bless their business. So if you would just stretch out your hand. Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. Lord, I know that you told Moses in the Old Testament, God, that you would bless us coming in and going out. And God, all throughout Scripture, there is testimony that's been written down throughout all times, God, of your hand upon people's lives. And Lord, I know that you've called this couple to step out and in faith and to overcome the fear. And God, I just pray that you would just envelop them right now with a fortitude to continue to carry through and carry on. Lord, when they feel like giving up and when they feel like throwing in the towel, God, I pray that just the Holy Spirit would come over and minister to them and allow them to know that they're in the center of your will. God, I pray protection over their business. God, I pray for provision in their finances, God. That you would bless them. And that you would bless them indeed, just as you said in the prayer of Jabez. So God, as they trust you and believe in you and give and give God, return it 30, 60, 100 fold, just as you said you would in your word. Allow them to be a blessing to this community. Lord, allow them to do the things that they're going to be able to do through this business adventure. And God, help us as a church to continue to bless them with our business. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. How many believes God's going to bless them? Amen. Amen. We love you guys. Thankful for you. But I, I cannot let this service end without... God is going to call next weekend. I cannot wait for missions convention to happen because of the renewal, the refreshing, the strength that's going to come. So if everybody here would just bow your head and close your eyes. I've, if you're in this room today and you feel that God is calling you right now and he's his Holy Spirit is wooing you and asking you to give your life to Him. You can sense in your heart right now and your heart is beating and you know that the Holy Spirit and Jesus is knocking on your heart's door and He's asking you to allow me to come in. You've done it your way too long. 
accept my salvation, it's free. Is there anybody in this room today that say, that's me? God has called me. Amen. Thank you for that hand. Anybody else? Amen. Thank you for that hand. Anybody else? Amen. Thank you for that hand. Anybody else? Amen. Thank you for that hand. God is calling you to salvation. Amen. It's a very simple prayer that all we have to pray, and it's not specific words. It's just accepting Jesus in our heart, believing that He died on the cross of Calvary, that He was buried for three days, and He rose again. And He ascended into heaven. He's going to call us someday to come home and be with Him. And then all we got to do is confess with our mouth. So it's as easy as that, just accepting today, believe in what we just said, and confess to others today. And let people know, I was one of the ones that lifted my hand. And Jesus saved me. There's people in this room today as well that you're sitting here and you feel that God is calling you to do something greater than even yourself. And you need to accept and step into that and, and lay down fear and pick up faith and, and just praying for fortitude today. Let me do what you call me to do, God. He's got a calling on your life. I don't know. There might be people sitting in here today that's called to be missionaries. Maybe there's people in here today that's uh, feeling an unction and a call to preach. There's people in here today that you feel God and stirring on the inside of you. Let me do the impossible. head bowed, every eye closed. Is there anybody here today say, God is calling me to do something in this place today. I feel God calling. I feel Him drawing me to do something. Amen. Thank you for that hand. Thank you for those. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? God's calling me. Amen. Thank you for that hand. Thank you for that hand. It's awesome. Hands everywhere. God, I pray that you stir within us, oh God the joy of our salvation and for those that are sitting here today that has raised their hand and said, I feel God stirring me and calling me to do something, to step out in faith, to lay down fear and, and give me the fortitude to carry on in ministry. God, I pray today that you would equip them in this place. Lord, as they begin to step up and speak out and step into the calling that you've called them, God, I pray that you would prepare them, God, that you would give them the words to say. Lord, that you would give them the courage and the strength to carry out and carry on. And Lord, they would never quit or lay down the thing that you called them to do. But they would be strengthened in fellowship with one another. And I pray that this would happen in this very moment. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.